Hello. And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Hello. Welcome back to the show. How has our week been? <laughs> well, we went to Jeff Dunham last night out the Utah State Fair. Yes. That was hilarious. I must say, you bought us tickets. I showed up and wasn't sure what I was getting myself into, but he is, he's funny. That was good. That was really a good show. As Peanuts say, that's good, that's good, that's, that's good. good. I kill you. Silence. I kill, I kill you. you. Anyway, that was, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, well, we made it home safe in our new little... Uh, our temporary car. <laughs> I can't even say the word. I, I tried on the let's way here. Give it a, let's give it <laughs> it's a try. A it's a little Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. <laughs> Mitsubishi. Mirage. Mirage, yeah. It's, uh, so we, we did share with our audience that our my 17-year-old daughter, you know, we, we bought her a car. I knew exactly what I was getting into. And so within within three weeks, she had gotten into two accidents. The, the second accident, we, we had the car in the shop. We're coming out of the mall in our car a week later it was about a week later maybe no it was three days later three days later we're walking out of the mall and <laughs> we got in the car and there was a note saying i'm sorry i we kiss hit. your behind i kissed your behind Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but you anyway. know what at least she left a note and yeah, she yeah, was absolutely truly apologetic and very gracious you know there's that. there's good people so out there's there. there's still you know, good in humanity out there. Absolutely. So both of our cars are in the same shop, and we <laughs> we drove to the fair in, in that little uh, car, and it made me very grateful for the safety I feel in our I was praying SUV. the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> when it looks like, because there's no rental cars available in the state, it looks like they literally pieced it together, because like some of the tires are like different, and they don't, some of them don't have like the I know, and I hear cranking noise. I'm like, what's that noise? It's, I'm always it's, it's paranoid. It's the car trying to get up to speed. I know, so we'll get our car back. <laughs> so we're very great. It puts, it puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Like, yeah, always, you know, be appreciative and grateful for what you have. Absolutely. Because someday, you know, certain things are a privilege, not a necessity, but if you have it, that's a privilege. So <laughs> It is. You know, take care of it and be good to it. Be kind. For sure. And if this car was mine, I would I would have to, it needs some love. Oh, I would not but, but I buy anybody that car. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want someone driving in that car because you just probably wouldn't fare well in, in, a, <laughs> in a difficult situation. Not not to, you know. I know. What, an back. SUV comes by next to us. I'm like, that's, it, it, that's a that's a monster right there. But then like a semi and I'm like, wow, I'm grateful. I'm still they're, alive. They're Let's big. keep going. They look a lot bigger. So, so that was, that was fun. That was good. Yeah, and fall is almost upon us. It is. It's gotten it 20 degrees cooler. I honestly, this is one of the, one of the reasons I, I, I don't ever, you know, I, I tell you all the time, I will never move. You giggle, but I love autumn. Like you can feel that cool breeze in the air. You know, it's coming. Unfortunately, <laughs> we do know it's coming, but but it's so nice, like spring, fall, you know, most of summer. I think there's a couple months in Salt Lake that, that do get hot, real hot. You know, not a house uh, that July, is Vegas. July, August. No, definitely not as hot as Vegas. 
And then in the summer, there's really two months that are almost unbearable, and that's January and February. Other than that, it's pretty good state. <laughs> pretty good weather, you know. But I, I, I don't ski like I used to. Or, or we don't ski. We don't really. No. Do any no. Sports. I'll turn into snowball. Yeah. So I do. I, lo- I do love to ski. I'll probably. I thought about snowshoeing, but oh, it's um, fun. That's too cold for me. Well, we we need to try it. Well, anything below eighty five is cold for me. So this is <laughs> this weather is getting cold. Yeah. So I'm Good. almost in hibernation mode. <laughs> you look pretty today. We were talking at the fair. And I'm like Kathy, you you are so Asian. And you look at me. You're you're like you're such a white boy from Utah. <laughs> but we have such like you. I love your style. Like you're at the fair. You have your shoes on that you. Is there a name for those kinds of shoes? I don't know. It's a ballet flat. Ballet flat with sparkles on them. And that's, you know, definitely says Kathy all over it. But you look you look very pretty today. And I love your, I, I, I love how you dress, by the way. Very classy. So, Cody, what are we talking about today? Well, we are going to talk about probably the thing I'm most worried about, I think, for, for most of our clients ret- that are retired, especially. You know, I th- we work our whole lives, we, we accumulate this wealth, and, and then when, when we have enough to where we can, you know, it doesn't mean we have to retire, but when we, when we enter surplus, which is financial independence of some sort, where we, we have enough wealth to do what we want to do, there, you know, when a client comes in to see us or, or someone wants to, to talk, you know, the first thing they want to know is, do I have enough? Am, am I going to make it? Like, am I going to be okay? And if the answer to that, it's either yes or no. If it's no, right, then you got to keep building your wealth. If the answer is yes. Is there an in-between? They're like, yeah, depend. I'm on track. Yeah. So you, you may not be there yet, but we're on track, right? We've, we've, done, we've done the plan. looks like we're on track. So let's see. No, actually, I'm 50 now. You're 50 <laughs> yeah, and so a half. I'm 50 and a half. We do have a lot of clients that are in their 40s and whatever. So risk management is critical, for us because when someone comes in whether they have 3 million or 30 million or anywhere in between it is possible to blow up any type of lifestyle or retirement plan so when a client comes in to see us and they're entering that surplus stage you know they want to know do we have enough or are we on track if they are if the answer is yes then we can really go into protection mode and what are we trying to protect against well number one is okay i'm now retiring i don't, I don't want to lose all my wealth to the market I don't want to lose my wealth to taxes. And the, probably the biggest one is, is our health. And so today we're going to talk about how health can affect our lifestyle in, in retirement. Yeah, mainly long-term care. Talk more about that, Kathy. So, so we're not talking about health insurance or Medicare, which covers the cost of hospitals and, and prescriptions and that kind of stuff. So... I guess like long-term care is the care that you need when you're aging or when you have a chronic health condition or, you know, a disability or even like a disorder, like cognitive, a cognitive disorder. Thank you. Such as Alzheimer's or dementia, like where you need care for a very long time. So long-term care, if we need care for a longer period of time, can can have a great and we've you know we've been talking a lot about this lately because we've been getting ready for this podcast but it it can have a a significant impact uh on on someone's situation yeah usually like you know even a couple if you have five hundred thousand dollars of 
asset yeah. and you needed care, that could deplete your assets very quickly. Because you know what? The average home health care is f- almost $55,000 a year. This is average. So it could be higher in most states, especially um, in Utah, but this is like the median national average. And then assisted living is Mm $51,600 for an assisted living in a private one bedroom. For a nursing home care, it's $93,000 for a semi-private home and over $105,000 for a private room. So how many, yeah, so I guess you'd just say- That's per year. Per year. How many, if, if I were to need care, how many years, how long could I sustain that kind of an impact? Right. So, you know, women always need- care more than men they statistically statistically statistically, um they say women needs an average of five years and men is between two and three years in the 24 years i've been doing this like that's what i'm seeing too it's it's women are living longer they're usually around so it's kind of interesting because women have actually statistically more health issues along the way but live longer than men which is kind of an interesting dynamic men usually just kind of statistically that's well, what I call it. Death. Blast off. Bye-bye. <laughs> I- men are usually crybabies. So like, you know, a <laughs> man's pain and a woman's pain are at like two different levels. That is true. Level. We, need, we need loving, tender care. And then we, and then we're out. Yeah. Because like, because you love us so much that you don't want us to suffer having to take care of you for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So you guys tend to have mercy and just say, I might go bye-bye. We've had a lot of people that we've known go through this. Uh, we, we talked about a client this morning. Could you maybe just share briefly kind of what we've seen with them, that sweet couple that we, we talked about this morning? Yeah, I think she was diagnosed with cancer before she met Before you. she met me, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was already uninsurable. Yeah, that so. was for one of the first things we looked at. Yep. It just wasn't an option. But, you know, and her husband. And she's been sick on and off. And her husband's been her caregiver like the last 10 like, years. 10 years. But, but the last two, three years, we hardly could see them yeah. because she's yeah. sick. She's bedridden or he just doesn't can't come out because he's got to take care of her. Yeah. yeah, we run in. We ran into him the other day and we just looked at him and, and just that was well we've seen him since but that was the first time we'd seen him since like a significant stay with his wife and he he literally just the emotion on his face he broke down it's just it's a hard you know it's actually statistically the caregiver's life expectancy typically is shorter if they're having to give provide that care it it shortens it shortens their life expectancy because of the emotional uh like even um, for a short period of time, if you have to be a caregiver for a short period of time, it still has a toll on you physically Absolutely. and emotionally. Look at your mom being your your dad's caregiver while he was going through the kidney transplant. Brutal. You know? Brutal. So that's important. Yep. Absolutely. So usually like 70% of people over the age of 65 will need some care, some help in their lives. Yeah, so I've heard it's about, so if you're single, you probably have a 50-50 chance. If you're married, there's about a 70% chance that one of you is going to need it. And then one in 10 
of people age 65 or older would ha- will have Alzheimer's. Well, that's the big thing we're seeing right now. And I think that's on the increase, though. Oh. This is like... Well, yeah. we, we went to a workshop, uh, what was it, a couple months ago, and literally, it used to be heart disease. That was all about heart disease. Now it's all about Alzheimer's. It's all about uh, dementia, you know, early onset even in a lot of cases. And, and that can, that can go, that can go for an extended period of time. So why do we need to buy long-term care? Well, when it comes down to risk management, like we always say, it's important to, if you don't identify the risks in your life, like I keep saying, I'm just going to keep pounding on this. Like no matter how much money you have, it's possible to, we were actually doing a financial plan for some clients. Actually, they have some long-term care and we're going to talk in a minute about the different types they have a, a basic policy in place. And then when we were doing a review plan, we actually looked at the plan and, and took out and just ran the plan with what they had and put a long-term care event in there, a five-year event at the end of the plan. And so what the client was asking us, why, why, are, we, why are we still discussing long-term care when we already have some policies? And when we were doing the back testing on the plan, we just noticed that if we if we put in that event, an event, a significant event for either one of them, it it, it changed the whole dynam- dynamic of the plan. Yeah, it depletes their assets. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we actually layered another just layer on top, but we, we can get into that in a minute. Yeah, one of the main goals is to protect your savings. Exactly. To protect your assets. Well, and I would say yes, but when it, and I hear this a lot from women, they they want their children there. And, and even men, like we want, we want our kids around us, but we don't want them to, to be responsible for the care. But kids, they have, you know, like kind of like one of your family member has an experience where, you know, she needed care and her husband's giving care, but all her children, they have family. So, you know, they have to take turns coming over and mm-hmm. it's just like, it's sometimes... You just want them to come visit you and give you the love and just yeah. be there for you. Well, and you say it protects their, you know, a client's portfolio. Absolutely. But it, more importantly, it protects your family. Like it allows you to, to maintain that relationship and enjoy, enjoy that. It gives you more choices too. Uh, absolutely. Right. And this is interesting. What I see is usually it's the oldest daughter. I have two sisters, one older, one younger. <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny how that oldest daughter, a lot of times she'll just, she takes that role because, Hey, I'm going to take care of my parents. Like that's, you know, that's what we do. And when you're Asian and it's very deep in your culture, like we, you guys, you take care of your parents all the way to the end. I mean, it's very ingrained in your culture. We're, we're our parents' long-term care policy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So let's just. Make- and unfortunately <laughs> I'm an only child. So yeah. I'm stuck. I can't say Gracie, go take care of grandma. Yes. But in that example, and it's, you know, it's, we're past that point now, but looking at long-term care maybe on a parent, right? That would help protect your portfolio. It also would help protect that relationship. So I can say, well, it's not just about me. What about my parents? Like, are you know, what is their situation? Could that affect me? Is there a brother or sister or niece or a nephew? Someone that may impact my situation where I may end up having to, to help, you know, that could change my financial plan. So it's not just about me. It's about, it's about everyone around me. How hard is it to get a long-term care policy well once once you're past the age of 60 i believe the statistics are right around 30 percent of all people that applied are, are declined after age 60 
you know, and that goes, you know, that decline rate goes down the younger you go. So I would, if I'm age, obviously we've already taken care of me with your, you know, as we've talked about in the past with the brain cancer on your side, it's not an option at this point. But But I'm still young enough to like, once I hit that threshold of being in remission and I'm I'm more insurable, then that becomes an option. But, you know, we recommend around like at the age of 50 to start looking at these policies. A lot of people say, well, I have a disability insurance. Doesn't that cover it? Nope. So, so I just want to be real specific. The difference between, I, I don't call it disability insurance, I call it income insurance because it's replacing your income. If you become disabled, they're going to replace your income. So that's again, another risk. You, you paid an insurance company, to, you transferred that risk to the insurance company. You're paying a premium for that transfer. But they're going to make sure that you, if you become disabled, you're not going to lose your income. That's a whole other subject. Right. We're talking about long-term care. This is care insurance. Yeah somebody to take care of you or a lot of people say well medicare so so what options so as i enter into that that age group you know obviously not everyone's insurable what i would do is go talk to your advisor literally they're going to ask you like five questions if you pass that submit an application don't put any money on it let them approve you and see what options you have but be educated at least you know you can say i'm gonna that's that's more than i want to pay or whatever you know whatever the case is you can assume that risk yeah, and there are so many different options um, these days. Back then, it's only traditional long-term care, right, where you use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. And the premium adjusts every year. Yeah, historically, long-term care insurance, the premiums literally have increased so much that they're trying to, they're trying to get policyholders to cancel their policies because they, every insurance company out there underestimated the impact that this was going to have as all these baby boomers are going in retirement. Now, <laughs> they're needing care. You know, that were the, the first uh, group so far, you know, but they're, they we're seeing that kind of like a snake eating a rabbit, you know, and that, that baby boomer group is going through that system right now. And it's, uh, it's taxing the system and it's taxing insurance companies. So we've really tried to design, uh, and, and, and the industry has tried to design better in other ways to take care of this risk. And so we, maybe we can talk for a few minutes about the different kinds and what, what's the best way to, to do it. Yeah, so I mentioned the traditional long-term care where you just get a policy, you use it or you lose it. Mm-hmm. Then there's an option, what's, what they call an asset base. So it's a hybrid. So it's a life insurance or annuity with the long-term care piece. So it's more care. This one's more care-based, right? So um, so. Some of them will let you use qualified dollars mm. to put in a lump sum up front. And there's like there's different options. You have lump sum, 10 pay, 20 pay, you know, page to age 95, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the options and your budget. So this is like um, designable. Some these products are can be designed. Gotcha. But then some will be indemnity or reimbursement so we got to look at all those options there's elimination periods Mm -hmm. that you can and there's also inflation option that you can add so i think the 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 key thing you said is back in the day it used to be you pay your premium if you didn't use it you lose it like auto insurance if you don't get in a racket all that premium pay is gone right but but this one's a hybrid so it's um tell us what that means if you don't use it 
and you blast off before you get a chance to use mm-hmm. it, there's a death benefit attached to that. Gotcha. So you're essentially buying an asset, setting that asset aside just in case. Right. But if you don't need it, it comes back into your estate after your death. Or or yeah. you could use it, I guess, for retirement because it's a it's an asset, right? You, well, it's growing. It's not designed for it's retirement. Not, yeah. I would not use it for retirement. Yeah. But, unless, unless. But if you're in your 80s or, you know, and you you think like, you know, I don't need this you can quit and you can get your premium back. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, return of premium is a big one now yep. that they put on there. Yep. So there's that. And there's this one. You're a specialist in that area, like the life insurance where we like the life insurance, looking at life insurance with a built in what they call a chronic built in. Mm-hmm. Yep. A chronic rider which is really a long-term care rider, but the insurance industry has to call it a chronic because it's, anyway, just the verbiage, you know, matters for me, but it doesn't matter for So the way we do it is we essentially set up, and this is how I'm set up. We set up a life insurance policy, and then I can essentially, if I need care, they give that death benefit to me early. And not all insurance companies have this, so it's specific. And, like, the difference between the life insurance just the pure life insurance and the hybrid or this asset base is that the asset base there, it pays out longer because the life insurance, it pays up at most up to four years. Yeah. But this asset base, usually four years, that could be the minimum, right? So there's, depending on how you structured it, but usually it's six years. Or longer. So the 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 life insurance, you, essentially, they're going to give you that death benefit early. It could be twenty five percent of the death benefit per year or half per year until that's used up. On the hybrid, you're saying you can design your how long you want it to go, what your monthly benefit is, all that kind of stuff is built right. in. Okay. Yep. So yeah, we were working on a case the other day, and he is he's a younger guy. I'll just say he's. Uh, He's in his 30s, and we were just looking for a term. We were looking for some basic term insurance, and you know, he just asked us the question, well, I'm just going to go online and find the cheapest company, and we'll, we can do that for you, whatever, however we want to do it. It doesn't matter to us, but we did tell him, like, this, re- this is a really recent change in the industry. Within the last three to five years, if you own term insurance, you can now have even though it's it's term insurance, you can still use your death benefit to pay for that care, but only a few companies do it. Right. And so he's like, well, I'm just, you know, can I just go through my other, you you can do whatever you want, but the reason we picked these three companies is because all three companies, you can use that death benefit for care. So, and the cost difference for him was like a two two or $3 a month. Like it was very minimal. So he's like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that. And, you know, when you're buying term insurance, you just think, okay, I'm, if I die, I at least I have that there. Well, it's ask your advisor before you do stuff because <laughs> there's things change. You know what I mean? So that kind of opened his eyes. So what what we can do for him is now he's covered on that term policy. His budget, you know, they just had a baby, so budget's kind of tight. They're both, you know, they're getting their life started. But at some point, he could convert that to an asset asset based life insurance policy, whole life indexing, whatever he wants. You can't call well, it asset. Yeah. It's not asset based. I call you it. Can, a, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm saying you. You can turn that into an asset. Yeah, uh, it's. It's a. You can turn that into a permanent life insurance permanent policy. Permanent life insurance policy. But it won't be the hybrid. Yeah, correct. 
but it's still asset based because you you have an asset there that you own. So I that we're yeah. it's just terminology, but so but the fact that he can grow into that, convert that to a permanent policy in the future if he wants, he doesn't have to. And then he can use that permanent policy to help supplement his retirement. He can use the death benefit for long-term care. You know, life insurance has benefits. That's a whole, again, a whole nother subject. You want to be careful. I just thought it was interesting. You know, here here we are just buying a term policy, but that's a big decision because of all the the changes that have been happening around long-term care. And, you know, some people ask, well, is there some government programs to help with long-term care? Well, Medicare is mainly for medical, but if you're in a facility, Medicare only pays up to 120 days, right? And there's always Medicaid. Mm -hmm. But with Medicaid, whatever they pay out, they're going to recoup that back from your estate. So, so let me just say this. They require you to spend down either way. Absolutely. So there's, there's really two reasons you probably don't want to look at long-term care. And that is, listen, I just have enough money to live and I'm hoping I can someday have enough money to retire. Like every cent counts, meaning I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to have enough money. That's, you know, I, I could end up long-term maybe in government assisted facility is really what it is. If you're there, that's okay. But just, just know that, you know, you'll have that care through Medicaid. The other reason I may not need long-term care is because I, I have enough money to assume that risk. And so I don't mean to interrupt you, but what, where would you say that, that threshold is, you know, as, as we're working with our clients, like how, how much do I need to be worth to say, ah, oh, you know, probably don't need, I can probably just pay for that. I would say over 20 million. No, I, I would say 10 million. Yeah. With inflation and everything. Yeah, I, well, inflation yeah, is. And, yeah. yeah. I'd say if, if you're, if you're worth more than 10 million, I, I see a lot of people worth more than 10 million that, that, and they buy it for different reasons. They buy it because here's the reason if I, if, if I was worth 20 million, I'd buy it because I, I get a care coordinator. I, I can design well, that. Not all of them has nope, a care exactly. coordinator. But so I can go depends. find me one that does and they coordinate everything, all my payments, everything that my, no one has to worry about paying bills. Everything's taken care of. They tell me where to go, what to do. So that care, there's, there's other things to look at, but but nevertheless, you can probably start looking at assuming that risk. I would say anywhere from you know ten million and above. And there's also programs for federal employees, especially if you're a postal worker. You know, there's that um, federal long-term care insurance program or FLTCIP, but you have to be eligible and qualified for that. Mm. And also, the VA has programs mm-hmm. to help with veterans, but they don't cover everything. And sometimes when what they cover, you still have a copay. So, but it's important what you're saying. Look, look into the benefits that are already there. Look into the benefits that you already have or that's mm-hmm. already there, and then supplement it supplement. because they may not pay for everything. Gotcha. So it's still you know you still have to pay, and some states like Washington is now requiring that. That's part of their requirements. You got to have it, otherwise you get penalized. You know and. Having a long-term care policy can be a, of a tax advantage for you because it's a good tax write-off. Certain policies are have that tax benefit. 
Yeah, yeah, there's tax advantages and and why, you know, why are there tax advantages? Because the government doesn't want to take care of us. That, you know, they give us tax advantages. Well, to, it's part of their health care. Yeah. Same right with off. life insurance. Like people say, well, why does life insurance cash value grow tax deferred? Because the government doesn't want to take care of your family if something happens to you. So they're trying to encourage you to do something. Well, when you die, you, the government gives you $250. I know. It's, towards your funeral expense. <laughs> That's gone up with inflation, so... Oh, to what? Two hundred and fifty-five. Two fifty-five. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that can't even buy you like. As Jeff Dunham would say, oh, it was, it was close. Oh. He says you don't want to invite me to a funeral because he, he oh. he's a ventriloquist, <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he makes weird noises about yep. people trying to get out of the coffin, and that was hilarious. Yeah, but you know, it's not the government's job to take care of you throughout life it's your job and it all comes back to love right we love ourselves we love our family so we need to protect our family omit the risks that uh, that was our topic for today it's it's not the most exciting topic I'm, i would just encourage you to think about your family have you ever seen someone go through this have you ever seen the toll you know i i, I could go story after story of, of people that I wasn't able to provide that coverage to and, and just the the impact that that had on their lives. It's yeah, just, because I don't want you taking care of me down the road either, and I know I'll need care. Why don't you want me taking care of you? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm a good caregiver, baby. For for sanity's sake, I do not want that. Oh, uh, yes, I agree. I support that. Yeah, because I just want you to be next to Aww. me while I'm getting... Rub your back a little bit. Yeah. And just like hold my hands yeah. and said, everything will be fine, baby. Aww. Instead of here, shove this in your mouth, eat it. Mm. Yeah. No. Well, and or, you know, trying to, li- I mean, I hate to just lifting you out of the bathtub every morning. Boom, 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 in and out, in and I'm out. I'm light as Down, cotton. You are. I mean, that's true. So, <laughs> light as cotton. So, give it some thought. Talk to your advisor. Google it. Research it. And now when you meet your with your advisors, if your advisor hasn't brought this to your attention, it may be time for you to <laughs> fire that advisor. Yeah. Honestly, because you know they're not, they don't care about you yeah. or your situation. Well, most advisors they want to talk about money. They want to talk about investing, and and that's where they that's where they start and that's where they end. So, but like that's why I keep bringing home. It's it's I don't care how much money you have. It's just that much for someone to come and take from you, including. A medical facility, uh, the gov- you know the government through taxation, what, whatever the case is, or stock market losses. Like, what can we do to make sure we're 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 not going backwards, especially once we get there? And this is the number one risk. When I say that, it's got the greatest magnitude of of all the risks that we have seen. So you're right. If 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 your advisor's not talking to you about it, you know that's a red flag. Advisors talk about it. Yeah. And- if you're listening to this podcast, go call your clients and talk to them about it. And if you haven't talked to your advisor, go do it now. Pick up that phone. Okay. It doesn't take longer than 30 seconds. All right. I guess that's it for this week. Love yourself. Love one another. And leave the best legacy you can have. Amen. That's it for this week's episode of Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody Kathy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. 
This is Cody and Kathy wishing you a love-filled life full of prosperity. Have a good week. Peace out. Peace out.